It's the Hack Attack. And the Pharaoh Podcast. So do you like shrines? You said you noticed my shrine. Yeah, I've been trying to like get together my own little shrine right now. It's Blue mainly shrine? Just a bunch of rocks and like candles and stuff. I try. I try to get down with the shrine, you so, know, it's like grounding kind of purposes. Right. You know? Of course. Now, when you shrine, what what makes the shrine cut? So you say rocks. Does a rock have to have a special energy yeah. in it? Yeah, I try to go for like, I guess, special energies, usually stuff like aligning back with like the chakras or something oh, like that, you know? Shit. Yeah, I, I, gotcha. I, get, I get heavy into it. And I got some, uh, what do I have up there? I got some Palo Salto, some things I can burn. I like to light some shit on fire, you know? My gosh. Yeah. Do you know? Oh, my God. <laughs> Pol- not pol- real quick for those of you tuning in this oh, is another worry. episode don't, don't of the hack attack of Barrow podcast with foster Rhodes. let it happen he's so clumsy let it happen it's gonna happen it's, it's gonna, happen. gonna happen naturally at the, end yeah. of the, at the end of the podcast we'll be like uh hack attack somebody, somebody likes to force his hands i do like to force my Jesus. hands i like it's the structure king over so here you talked about uh lube be damned pa- palo santo <laughs> yeah that Oh my God. So I have a bracelet. Where is it? Where it smells, it's that combination of cedar and peppermint. You know what I'm ooh, saying? Oh, I like that. that. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about like aromas and stuff. Oh, like I've never really delved God. into like aromatherapy, but like I, I put lavender on my pillow to help me sleep. And then once I started doing that, I was just like, baby, out. Like oh it was, God. it was. When a I'm God stressed, thing. I just smell my wrist. I'm like, oh, everything's okay. <laughs> everything's <weird>. okay. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I'm like, I, yeah, I have those like, like roll-on <laughs> strips with like, like scents <sighs> for like stress, and I'm just like rubbing it on my arm, and I'm just like, yes, <laughs> yes. So Foster, Foster in the house. Foster, here's here's what's amazing about you. You want to hear what's amazing about yourself? Oh my goodness, yes, you please. Are, ask me. You are one of the most courageous professions one of the most courageous things there is on planet earth you are a stand-up comedian <laughs> yeah Holy i don't know shit. it's not that courageous it's usually just like shouting out your opinions to that's a what people and courageous people say it's not that big a deal look brave people aren't saying i'm brave and you know pounding their chest Braveheart never said, I'm courage. And no. Brave. <laughs> My heart is made of bravery. No way. No way. You have no to be told way. by others, holy shit, you're brave. That takes balls. Holy shit. So, oh my God, that's intense. <laughs> You know, I've yeah, thought about I mean, it. When I first started it out, it was definitely really fucking intense. Like, I, because I'm not a naturally charismatic person. So, like, getting to where I am As now, you. it felt like wait, impossible. Wait, 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 wait. You're not yeah. naturally charismatic? No, I, bro. I, I know. Yeah. Look, it's look, all look, of the look. thought. It's all smoke so and mirrors. You get up in right the morning, now. you do your hair, you, you know, maybe throw on some clothes. No, I woke up like this. I'm, I'm then, on Beyonce level. <laughs> and, then you, and then you throw on your charismatic mask. And then exactly. go it's the like world. a switch. I more think of it like a light switch, you know, uh-huh. or like the flushing of a toilet. Otherwise, like, you're just hunched over all day and growling at people. Yeah. So it's all bullshit. All all this, you know, charisma about yeah, talking and it's about all it's all bullshit. It's all like it's nothing. It's, it's not loaders. Yeah. No, actually, cares. I mean, I would say it's it's a it's a combination of a lot of tools that I learned yeah. over time. Like, because when I first started going up on stage, like my first time doing stand up, I was literally on there for like 30 seconds. And then I had like a literal panic attack and I ran away. (laughs) I was like, okay, I'm done here. (laughs) With your faux charisma and your your, your trajectory of your stand up career, let's go back. I want to hear 
the first time. Tell me the very first set you ever did, where it was, how it went down. What and if you remember what <laughs> and you, how fast you ran, what you did, yeah. what, what, what was your bit? Give us your bit for that 30 seconds. Oh my seconds. gosh. Oh God. I, I could not even tell you what my bit was because it's like, it was at a bowling alley. This was when I was in college and I went to school for music, but I was just like kind of at this place where I started to just hate music more. And oh, I was yeah, awesome. music. Just, music sucks. Yeah, I know. I was like, I'm over this shit. I don't want to fucking practice scales for like hours on end a day. Like, I don't want to do that anymore. My hands hurt. I got arthritis in my knuckles. I don't tell you about that shit. And I'm not even 30. Exactly. Can we get a soundbite of that for the episode? I got arthritis in my knuckles. <laughs> but like, I was just at this place where like I wanted something like different. And I realized that I needed to like work on just my general like personality and how I am around people. It was like, what's the best way to do that? It's like, try to be funnier. Um, you look in the mirror, like, you're like, boy, this personality needs work. Damn. Exactly. I was just like, damn, these tits are going to fail. Like, you're gonna <laughs> one day. I can't <laughs> rely on this. It's like, people will not love belt. you the way you are forever. <laughs> these tits are going to fail. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. There's that faux charisma coming out. Yeah. God damn. Okay. So what made you go for the fucking scariest thing ever? So you thought zero to 60, I'll pick stand up. Yeah. What's, what's yeah. the comedic background here? When did you know I'm funny? <laughs> never, never was that point of period. Like, I feel like I was really good at surrounding myself with really funny people. Like all of my friends were like absolutely hilarious. And I was just like really good at just like, matching and playing with their energy and that's all that i ever felt like i was good at but like the idea of like me going out and trying to do something or be something on my own i was just like without an instrument without anything else to fall back on i was just like i do not feel like enough to do this like at all and i've always just kind of i i guess had this mentality that if it scares me then like run towards it like Ooh, if this is yes. gonna be you know, like, like, I can't let that fear be something that blocks me. I mean, I do it all the time, but it's like, I'll always find myself gravitating back towards it. Like looking at other people doing it and just being like, oh man, I wish I could do that. But what actually inspired me more, I feel like to do stand-up is watching people do really, really bad jobs. No shit. <laughs> like bomb, you know? watching people bomb? Yeah, and I, I felt like it was so inspiring because it's like, they still go up there with all of this confidence and they like, they bomb, they just totally eat ass, but then they keep going back up there. And I'm just like, if this person can do that, like, I feel like I can do it too, you know? And it's like, they're still getting booked on shows and like doing all this. <laughs> other stuff. And I'm just like, unique, it's blowing my mind. That is unique mindset because failing at stand-up is like getting kicked in the teeth. I mean, there's striking <laughs> out and then there's failing at stand-up. That is like a humiliating, anxiety-producing effect, right? Like that's, Yeah, no, it that, stays with you. And to <laughs> want, it stays with you. It's trauma. And to keep stepping up to the plate <laughs> and swinging that's nuts that's a different mindset what are you like yeah. a like a veteran or something that's like that takes like a different type of mindset like you've yeah, seen there's got to be you know like a va for stand-up like you've seen like things. a ca if you, you know. bomb multiple times <laughs> I, I, comedic I affairs like you see it's in the eyes man it's in the shoulder <laughs> it's something in the in the twitch you know <laughs> holy shit. you didn't have a twitch before do stand-up comedy <laughs> So your friends weren't necessarily like, oh, God, Foster, you caught me up. You're so funny. You should do stand up. You just had good timing no, with no, them. I never had that kind of positive reinforcement. It was more like, oh, you do stand up? 
<laughs> so how old were you when you're like, fuck it, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try stand up this, this oh, in the gosh, bowling alley. I was, I was probably like 21 ish, okay. I think. Yeah, because I started college late anyway. So, yeah, I feel like I was like around 21. 22. And did you prepare material? What was your process to like get a bit? together? Um, nope. No, <laughs> you have a plan. <laughs> you stepped into the ring with the line. Yeah, I stepped in the ring with like literally said. nothing because I knew that if I if I kept telling myself, I was like, oh, okay, I have to make sure that I get this and this. I'm gonna keep making excuses not to just do the thing. I was just gonna keep coming up with excuses of like, oh, this material is not good enough. Oh, this is not like. I was just gonna keep finding ways to stop myself from doing it. So I just decided to like go with a friend one day. I was just like, all right, I'm gonna do this fucking thing, see what happens, and then I don't know, probably like never do it again. I don't all right. Know. <laughs> so so set the stage. You're at a bowling alley, and what it was like an yeah. open mic format. Yeah, it was like it was very kind of like warm and inviting. Like I remember it was like a female like MC. So like like she was just really like down to earth. And I remember I used to do this thing too before where like I would just go to open mics with no intention of ever even signing up. And then like sooner or later, like the MC will usually like look around at the room and like see that you haven't gone up and just be like, Oh, are you on the list? Like, do you want to go up? And I just be like, I I guess. So <laughs> it's the one time in life where they say, oh, you need to be on the list. <laughs> yeah. It's oh. like that one thing where it's just like, oh, we're suffering. We want to see you suffer, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, like that kind of environment. So I went up there and I felt like I just I just word vomited whatever I was feeling in that moment. And I feel like it was like something around the lines of like, um, like, I feel like taking a shit right now. But at the same time, I'm not sure if it's love. Cause it's like, it feels like the, like, like the signals are the same in my brain. You should open with that. I think I'm in love. Nope. It was diarrhea. Nope. No, I just need to take a shit. Okay. Oh, I'll be right back. Okay. So you so were gone like, for 30 seconds and you ran away. Yeah. Yeah. I was up there for like, probably not even 30 seconds. I set a timer and everything. There's probably some deep dark web recording of it. And but nobody yeah, laughed. <laughs> no. I got a lot of looks, you know, that was <laughs> got a lot of direct eye not contact. Not so much of what I was saying. <laughs> still, so you've gotten a taste. What made you want to continue? Um, I don't know. It was just like really exhilarating. Like, even though I just went up there for like 30 seconds, there was still like this energy rush from just having done it. And it like, even like it didn't go like exactly the way I wanted to. I still felt so fucking good for letting myself do this thing that I was absolutely terrified of doing. Holy shit. Yeah. That's its own thrill. Like, I want to get better at it. Well, so how'd you get better? Well, how'd it grow? From um, I eventually ended up like taking a stand up class, which was no. really like, wow. yeah, I did. I did. I went the class route um, and I, I took it at this place called the, what was it the Boston Improv? And it was actually really dope. My like my best friend of like 10 years actually like came out from New York to like actually see me perform. And he was just like, dude, like I go to comedy like every night and you were like the funniest one up there. It was like, no way, wow, are you serious? That's cool. No yeah. way. <laughs> it How was long? really awesome. So is it tuition? Was it a weekly thing? <laughs> um, it was like a weekly thing for about like a month, month and a half-ish. Yeah, I'd say. I feel like one of the, the best exercises though, or one of the funniest ones. 
it was like when you first go in, everybody else around in the room, they tell you all of your assumptions. So it's like they look at you without knowing anything about you. And they like write this list of like what they think that your personality is like or what your character is like. So and the purpose of that drill is so, so, you, so you play to that for an audience so that you can be. Yeah, a type. I mean, it's like, yeah, you can actually like play into that. You can play against it. You know, it's like, oh, when people like look at me, they probably think blah, 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 blah. But yeah. actually, blah, 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 blah. So yeah, it's like that so kind of is, juxtaposition. What is your brand? What's your type? It was funny because at that time I was like very, very hippie-ish, but I never smoked weed. <laughs> like I pretty no. much the same, <laughs> but you, like I just wore like a lot of like flowery dresses and stuff. Just like, and I also knew nothing about like incense or any of that kind of <laughs> Palo like, I Santo. looked like a hippie, but like I acted like this goth kid. <laughs> like I was coming from this very like metalhead like environment. I just like sundresses. <laughs> no way yeah yeah <laughs> so you just played to that yeah I, I really like played into that and I, I also like my whole entire set when I like when I actually came down to like writing my very first set it was all about farting you <laughs> went farting. low brow you went low brow <laughs> it was oh. a very low brow it was very low brow like that is I am like poop shit piss dick humor like all around <laughs> You had me. You had so, me. Yeah. I Googled. I am a 12 year old Foster. boy. I Googled Foster and came across her backstage profile. What a creep. Oh I my know, gosh. Right? Well, first off, when I Googled you, did you know that you're actually an old white guy that is in the Georgia Agricultural <laughs> Hall of Fame? Oh, wow. You're also wanted in that. Indiana, Kentucky, and Nebraska. There's an outstanding <laughs> warrants for you. <laughs> But yeah, I that came actually across, sounds pretty accurate. You had your uh, one of your uh, stand up comedy reel was up there and I noticed the farting in public. Uh, <laughs> no way. Like, yes, it was pretty. Uh, it was intense. And I got to say, you got a great look. Let's talk about the look. You got these dreads. It's all put up in this great sort of tread spangly bun. You got the septum ring. You, you know, you got the look. You got the look. Absolutely. Oh. So you walk on stage. And I can see people being like, oh, this will totally be some Bob Marley shit, right? <laughs> and suddenly you go the opposite direction. Yeah. It's like, you know how Larry David used to open, right? Larry David would walk out onto the stage and look at everybody. He'd be like, you know what people, you know, uh, what do we say? He says, you know uh, what the, the thing about good looking people is? People don't like us. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd like open that way. You know, bald glasses wearing Larry David and he killed, right? We all know Larry crushes. We all know Larry yeah. kills. Crushes. Hashtag Larry. Crush. Larry crushes, bro. He does. I like Larry Come on, dude. <laughs> but I like that, like playing to the, you know, so what is your type? What they say your type is? So they, did they pigeonhole you? Did they? Yeah, I definitely got like the pigeonholed into like the Bob Marley kind of essence. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, very traditional in that sense. Someone who would like burn something like Palo Salto. I it feel like I actually ended up gravitating in towards my assumptions. It's like now I do smoke a ton of weed. And now I <laughs> it's like they knew my future self before I knew who You're I was. You're building like, a shrine as we know. speak. Look at they this. They were helping you find your true identity. Yeah, you know, my truest of true self. No shit. Okay, so how long? So how long you been at this now? This stand up is. Oh my gosh! Now you're gonna make me think about how Come old on. I am, and that's Come just on, do it. <laughs> do it. Oh my goodness! I I feel like I've been saying like four or five years for the past three years, so I'm gonna no, say somewhere around there. 
Okay. So how, so, so seven, eight. So what, yeah. this is great. So, so after you went to school, you got your education and, stand up. Yeah. How, what, how did it start changing for you? Um, well, I definitely got like a lot more confidence behind like doing it. And it just like really lit a fire under my ass about like just getting out there and, and producing more stuff and, and trying to like get on shows and stuff like that. But it was also like still a very like slow crawly process at the same time, if that crawly. makes sense. Yeah, you know, because it's like every new city that you go into, it's like there's a totally like different vibe and a totally like different like reset. So I first like went out to California. I was like, oh, let me try to go out there. But I was just like, I didn't have a car at the time. It was so impossible getting to like open mics and getting into the community. I was just like, I felt so lost, but I was able to get into more acting stuff out there, which was really dope. Um, but I didn't stay out there for that long. So I ended up boomeranging back to the East Coast. And when I settled into New York, it just it felt like home. And it felt like the most natural place to just do stand up and be able to get up on places like maybe like three or four times a night. Yeah, I was just saying, <laughs> how much how much do you work? You get up there and work three, four times a night. How many nights? Are um, well, right now I'm like redirecting my comedy focus right now because it's like post pandemic oh, wait, to more burping. Oh, no, farts yeah. are bad. It's burping now. Burping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm I burping feel. the baby now. Yeah, 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 yeah. OK. Well, yeah. yeah. How many, how many days a week you working? Um, well, right now I've like, I'm not really performing as much anymore. I probably like to have maybe like two shows a month or so like that. Nice. Like I'm really working on like core curriculum to like help other people like skyrocket in their like confidence stage performance journey yeah. and like getting over a lot of like these hurdles that it took me like so, so incredibly long to like get over. Now, have you, toured sounds like like would you tour around different cities i wouldn't say i toured but i definitely like hopped you know like i hopped skipped and jumped around places and just sure. did comedy like wherever i really was and the culture is pretty free right so you show up and be like hey i want some mic time tonight do you just go to a club and how's that work? um well like it's a lot of it is like politicking uh, a lot of it's like you know you'll have to have like a really good tape kind of put together and you'll like submit that out to like either yeah. different bookers or different like festivals and then you try to like build clout and stuff like that and get people to like try to attract themselves like towards you or it's like a lot of just like who you know so it's like you stay in like the circuit long enough it's like you get to know other people who are producing shows and also a really great way is to like produce your own shows and that way you're reaching out to like other people and getting them on your show and then that's a great way to like build up that network as well. I love it. I'm watching yeah. your hands as you talk. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very animated now, you know, and, yeah, <laughs> like, I'm like I'm a dog. I, I move with my head first. So I'm just like watching you. Wow. Yeah. No, I love it. Is that how animated you are on stage? Are you, how, how oh, yes. you rate I yourself? Am, as a, are you a physical animated. performer? I'm very, I'm very much so a physical performer because it's like what I realized when I am on stage is that like, I still have all of those natural fear responses, like all of that stuff. It doesn't go away. Like yeah, I don't, yeah. you don't stop just like wanting to shit yourself every single time you go on stage. <laughs> there she is with the shit again. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, you learn how to kind of transform that poo. Harness energy, it. I like to call it, you know, you, you harness the poo energy. Oh, shit. And so like, I just feel like being in my body, being in that space is a way for me to like really translate what is happening like internally. 
So are you all over the stage? Are you static? Oh yeah, no, I own that whole thing. Like I will pass on every single like toe. It's like, what? Like deep squats? What is happening here? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Like, I don't know how my comedy would translate on an album. Like people would just be like, I don't know what's happening. (laughs) All I hear is a lot of grunting and (laughs) possibly- That was me break dancing. (laughs) Exactly. I'm just on the floor doing the worm. (laughs) Who are some of your big, you know, comedian influences? Who have you looked up to in the stand-up realm? Definitely, like I love Jim Carrey. They're they're mainly like film uh, comedians. Okay. Like I love Robin Williams, Jim Carrey. Oh yeah. Uh, I also like really love like heady comedians like you know Dimitri Martin, who just like really make you like look at something in a different way. Um, So like my comedy, I guess you could say, is more like conversational and improvisational. Like okay. I like to just feel as most natural in that moment as I can. And I also really love like bringing in that crowd interaction and that, you know, that kind of vibe. It's like, even when I did perform music before, a lot of that was based in like a crowd uh, interaction kind of format yeah. as well. You know what, you know, what should be happening? What I wish was happening right now <laughs> is that I could just hang up and just call you and be like, hey, I'm outside your house in this badass Jaguar, it's comedians in cars getting coffee. And we go, we drive somewhere to a coffee shop and we do all this in person and someone films it. That, that, that should be this format. It's, you I live in New York. Love Let's go. Perfect, Let's right? Oh my God. Let's go on I, a freaking road trip right now. You got, yeah, Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld has to pick you up and get you out there, man. That's the next move. <laughs> That's your next move. So tell me about this music. So you you started in music. You did not start in stand up. Yeah. What did you play? I oh, that's a long story. I guess I started playing violin when I was about like nine years old. Oh god! But then I ended up like picking up guitar, kind of like around in my like like when I was like nineteen ish on and off kind of thing i literally learned how to play one song in audition to a music school and happened to get in it was just like okay cool i guess i'll go to school for a guitar then oh, i should really learn yeah. one more song yeah i should really like, try to learn maybe one more song no it's I'm called just stairway go to with- heaven i wrote uh, this I wrote so that this was song. the other thing i did find her soundcloud oh some of your music me. yeah i i gotta say though i really like small talk Oh, small thank talk. you. Um, zombies in love. Oh, <laughs> zombies in love. love. Um, yes. Classic, a neo-classic. And then the one that I want to put on all my resumes and cover letters is thank you for your time. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, I want to send that in with every application I ever put in again. Thank you for your time and consideration. Thank you for your time. I don't know, it's a little meek. It's a little apple polishy. I don't know. I don't know, buddy. And then I do like I'm just I say you're welcome. Weird. You're welcome. <laughs> I feel like that one truly just encapsulates my whole entire personality. <laughs> yes, I think I think that was perfect. That was perfect. I'm just here to make it weird. <laughs> that was awesome. I'm here to make you it weird. Listen to some of these. They're pretty good. You have a very buoyant personality. You're a lot of fun. I can tell. What does your shirt say? What does it say? Um, it says, "I bend so I don't break." Oh shit. Yeah. Because I also teach, or I used to teach yoga and like aerial yoga and such. What the? You what? taught aerial. Oh, yoga. by the way, with I the with the silks, that. the silks. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that's what these like poll things here are. are up you for. just throw that in there. <laughs> oh, by the by. Oh, by the by, I like to hang myself from ceilings. You know, I, no. I, I don't know how much more folk charisma I can take for one thing. <laughs> for another, let, okay. How does one in the midst of mastering the craft of stand-up comedy and being musical like, get good at aerial yoga? Um, I guess like in that period of time when I was in college, I just fell into like the deepest depression I had ever experienced in my life. And oh, I was shit. just like, I don't have health insurance anymore. That sounds unusual. Probably... No one ever gets depressed yeah. about anything. I know, right? And as just like, what is a way? Like I was watching all of these videos of like these people going through like these yoga um like retreats or like doing like a yoga teacher training and just being like oh it just totally altered my life and i feel like this rejuvenated different person and so i was just like all right let me give this fucking hoobity blue blob shit like a try <laughs> like let me just you know you look like a yogi so you might as well you might as well go for it right yeah you know i was just like you know i have nothing else here it's like i'm, I'm juicing i'm eating things i'm trying to like change my <laughs> diet or whatever grip on to like anything that i can like control and it's like, it didn't happen immediately like I thought that it would, but it was like, like I said, this building block of like tools that really just helped to like push me in a trajectory of just like a better place of being or a better way of getting back to like a natural stasis that just felt just good. Yeah. So can you do some for us? Can you just like, you know, <laughs> wrap it around your femur and climb it laterally, horizontal? I don't have my silk slip right now. Like really, really uh, a lot of excuses here. I'm so sorry. I literally just took them down like two days ago to wash them because they smelled like shit. I'm not prepared. I'm not warm. I should have planned for this. I'm so sorry. I'm not warm. I, I'm not prepared. <laughs> she pulls soaks from me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not prepared. Okay, you also dread magic. <laughs> oh my god you know, oh what these well i guess i could try a few moves and suddenly <laughs> ripping up these things and what swinging is it around. god i'm trying to remember there's peruvian man what are the other the other uh moves the other poses positions? poses yes what's peruvian man what happens in that oh god what is that one that's I have lot. no idea. I and feel like there's different uh, terms. This shit up. Like and then different. there's the old Cincinnati Tango. <laughs> this is very, uh, dude, this. And who could forget the St. Louis the Shuffle? What a man. classic move. Man, oh, this should be an Olympic sport. Oh, she went for the Cincinnati Shuffle, and the judges oh. love it. It's a 9, a 9.2. She might go home with the gold. <laughs> the jaunty gentleman. The, the jaunty gentleman. gentleman. <laughs> well, so you're fit. You clearly, you, you clearly take care of yourself. So do you do that for fitness? Um, yeah, I do it for fitness. I do it for just like making sure that my body just stays in a place of where it just like, it won't feel like it'll just shut down in like, you know, 10 or 20 years, you know, oh, like, shit. I, we already know those tits aren't gonna last so you know. yeah exactly I, don't, I got really obsessed with like my posture because i had really really bad posture and i've had like like chronic pains like all throughout like my almost like adulthood just because of playing the violin like this like they don't tell you like how much that shit just fucks up your spine and everything jesus um so it's like just dealing with all of these chronic pains like i just needed to grasp for something to just like feel better in my natural day-to-day -day. and i just felt like it was just a way to like be better in my body and just like have this sense of awareness and like proprioception just feeling fucking good Holy it's like i never man. wanted to get to that point where it's just like i don't feel comfortable like moving in my body 
Yeah. I love that. God, nice. no, what a shame that would be. We all have to experience our youth. Yeah, like this, this pent up kind of like tension feeling. I'm just like, no, like I feel like I can move and dance like nobody's watching literally wherever I am. And it's probably one of my favorite things to do. And it makes like everybody else around me like feel really uncomfortable and I love it. <laughs> things just got weird. I'm here to make things <laughs> yeah, weird. Yeah, you know. <laughs> No shit. Like, it's like, why is she twerking in the frozen food aisle? Or at funerals or, really you know. Excited about that yeah, exactly. Very socially inappropriate times. Like, you know, I just saw a really I feel wonderful dance at a funeral before and it was that moving. <laughs> so you teach, you, you teach that now? Um, not currently. I probably you hung up the silks? Back into it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit, but you. Oh, the pandemic really like put a halt in like a lot of like the the teaching kind of one on one aspect yeah, that yeah, I yeah. used to do. So it's like, yeah, I'm like slowly getting back into a new sense of normal. Like that yeah. hit me in a, a harder it's a way. New than normal. I thought anything would. So yeah, has COVID normal. factored into your comedy bits? <sighs> it hasn't made its way in, I guess, entirely. But it, it has, I guess, in this like sense of gratitude in like the way that I address my audience and then like the way that I talk about things. Like I do mention like how nice it is to just have this like sense of togetherness. Cause it's like, I yeah. did lose a lot of people within that, that time frame, And it was like, some of it was COVID related, some of it wasn't. And it was just like coming back from like this place of just like overwhelming grief and, and just recognizing the just sheer gratefulness of just having and holding this space together because it's like one of the greatest quotes that I ever remember hearing is that like listening is loving and I really like to like point like a really hard light on that idea and that fact because it's like I recognize that people are actively loving me when they take that time to like have silence and listen to what I have to say actively loving you wow that's amazing well, you, is there any shout out you want to give to anyone that you've lost? Is there anyone you want to talk about? Oh, man. <laughs> Let's uh, go there. Friend, yeah. yeah. My friend, uh, Davey, Davey Turner, he was an absolutely amazing, astounding musician. And if I go too hard, I will get emotional. But, it's all right. This is what we're yeah. here for. It's fine. Yeah. Just a really great and beautiful soul. It was just taken out of this world, like way too early. Mm -hmm. it was it was COVID no he was actually in a car accident no shit. coming to like move to New York from California and I was just like so excited because then it's like I would get to see him again and life is fucked up man it doesn't uh, play by the rules right it really doesn't There's nothing <laughs> fair about it yeah it doesn't care about your plans man it's just random senseless yeah. I'm sorry. Holy fuck. That's, uh, we've all, we've all suffered, right? With this last yeah. year and a half has all been just unreal. Yeah. It's good to remind ourselves to like really reach out to the people who we mm -hmm. cared about at any point in our life, you know, just like, even if it's completely out of the blue, it's like when people come up into your mind, they come up in there for a reason That's and right. just reach out. Like, you know, even if you don't have anything to say, like just, just send love to those people. I love that foster. Know. I love yeah. that foster. Tomorrow is not a given. I love that foster. Yeah. Earlier this year in February, one of my very good friends, 
Um, he went out with four other people to go backcountry skiing. Five went out and only one came back. He was the sole survivor of a massive avalanche that killed everyone in his party, including his girlfriend. And only he survived. Whenever I think about him and what he went, he went through, I think just what you said, tomorrow is not a given. And I love that philosophy. We share the same philosophy. I'll randomly think about someone, maybe who I haven't thought of in forever, and I'll text him, what's up? I might not have anything amazing to say, but I can always think of something. Mm. Because you just never know, tomorrow is not a given. Yeah. And, you know, the unplanned comes up. Your buddy, Davey, thought he was coming to New York. Mm. The, the universe had other plans, right? Yeah. Chris thought he was, my buddy thought he was going to have a great ski that day and come back with his girlfriend alive. Didn't happen that way, right? Mm. So you're right. Follow the impulse to make connections. Follow the impulse. And you said a word earlier that I love. You used the word gratitude. Mm. Gratitude. There's always someone who has it rough, rougher than you. Yeah. Or is in more pain than you physically, or you have your aches and pains. Some people can't walk. Uh, yeah. I'm all bummed about, oh, I, I wish this or wish that. Chris's girlfriend's fucking dead. He'll never yeah. see her again. She died in an avalanche violently, right? And I think about yeah. that. So gratitude and follow those impulses to connect. I like that. Yeah. You're damn right. <laughs> That's how it goes. Ugh. Yeah have that compassion that kindness like just for everyone you know that's right now it's been an intense it's been an intense year and a half and again i think the brilliance of comedians is we're able to harness the sad often or harness what is it you know often our our, our clowns are sad charlie chaplin had a sad life robin williams was sad yeah. our clowns make us laugh and then they cry themselves to sleep sort of thing <laughs> some of these are sad people they're able to, their geniuses are able to harness something sad and make us laugh or make us laugh in a hard time, you know? So that's why you're important. It, it really <laughs> matters. And, uh, I mean, what is your process? How do you, I'm curious to know, tell me your process about creating bits, creating jokes. Do you write it down. Does it come into your mind and you, you get it into writing? Is it more internal? What, what creates your bits for you? Uh, I guess it is a more of an internal process. Like it, it usually draws from like stories or events that happen in my life. And then I just kind of like ruminate on that or I'll just like go on stage just with that intent of just telling the story and see what unfurls from that. And then like branch off and like see what other like connectors or anything else that is associated with that, that I can like draw from it's like oh like what does this also seem like transitory towards as well and just like finding these little like relationships that I just wouldn't have seen if I otherwise had just like said the story regularly uh-huh yeah. nice Where, so did you ever think you'd be here did you ever think when you were in college you're like wow I'm gonna be oh hell gonna go no stand up I'm gonna go <laughs> <laughs> hell hell no no that was, that was not in my trajectory of anything like I went to an art school at first and I thought I was going to like fucking like make Pixar movies. Like, <laughs> Where was that? Where did you go? Yeah. Um, I went to Full Sail. What the hell is that? Where is that? <laughs> it 
gosh. Yeah, it's a school out in Florida, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Do you even remember? <laughs> where was I don't even remember. Because like, I took it like it, it was just an online class that oh, I was. Oh, hell, I don't even know where I went to college. <laughs> so, like, at the time, like, I was working at TSA. So, I was working at the government, like, with the government and stuff right. like that. Like, I was guiding down people. TSA. <laughs> no I reached out and touched people for a living. So it's like, I guess it's the same. We thing. had that connection when we met, <laughs> and I for, totally forgot that she worked at TSA. TSA. <laughs> I worked at TSA. <laughs> wow, you guys, look at you. TSA. Yeah, yeah. Sir, this is a sensitive area. I'm going to use the back of my hand. <laughs> Free oh, to the point of resistance. Uh... <laughs> Free advertising for TSA. Wow. <laughs> you both wonder what the training I see. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Oh, can I say I like being a hero? Oh, that's right. <laughs> Serving your country. <laughs> oh, you ever stop a terrorist on the wanted list? Anything cool? Um, I mean, like, I just saw a bunch of dildos a yeah, lot. Yeah, I was just going to ask you that. I was just going to ask how many dildos did you come across? In, like, in, in the fucking x-rays? Were you looking at the Oh, bags? so many. Oh, so many. You know, oh as soon God. as you see one. So many dildos. It's so funny oh, how so many good. people. And razor blades. There were just people who just had bags full of razor blades. Razor blades I'm just like, yeah. what are you doing? They well, liked it. They're into hairless. Hairlessness is their kink. Do you ever have the people they forgot that the dildo was in the bag and they're like, why are they searching my bag? <laughs> and they're like, oh shit. <laughs> Wait, I totally forgot that was this. I totally forgot I had to take the dildo out. And it's like, wouldn't you just leave this in here from your last trip to an SM convention? <laughs> the double sided dildo. I'm on like, a It's all business. It's business. It's all business. Oh, this is uh, my brother's bag. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that got in there. Sir, is this your 24-inch double-sided dildo? Or is oh, it? my God. Wait, wait, wait. Did you ever have to take them out to look at them? No, no, no. Yeah. To ensure like, they were Unless it was like a really peculiar ordinance. kind of mass. It's like you, like you know what it is. It doesn't look like there's anything else like strange there. Uh, what's the uh, craziest thing you ever saw? Um, yeah, nothing really crazy, to be honest. Yeah, it didn't get too kooky. Just dildos. Yeah. Yeah, just dildos. I mean, I like would play fun games on like my other like coworkers and stuff like that. It was really, it was really cool. Would you guys like smirk silently to each other? Did you have any codes? Oh yeah, we had code words. Like we totally had fucking code words. What was your code word? It was like, uh, well, we mainly just had code words for like really, really hot people. (laughs) It was like (laughs) me and my friends. So we just like call them like, like unicorns and we'd like go like this. It was like whenever we like found like a really, really hot person, it was like we wanted to alert you the other one. We just like, <laughs> your forehead like a unicorn horn. Yeah, like a unicorn. No shit. So you're just standing out there. There's a line full of people trying to get through security. And there's you with your finger. On <laughs> Serving your country. Serving my country. Right? I can't really say much between flights. I learned how to juggle. So uh, no you know. shit. <laughs> So on your government dollar, or if there's some some crazy ass fucking serrated dildo in a bag, you'd be like, you would be a cold word for someone to come look at it, at it with you or something. What would you say? Like, like, oh, um, can we secure this? Uh, Can I get some assistance? Can I get some assistance on there? I see you review this image with me. It's a fist on her forehead instead of a finger. This symbol. Can I get you to look at this? (laughs) So that was your college job. Yeah. PSA. Yeah. No shit. That is really funny. I've never like met one of you. I've never actually talked to one of you. <laughs> You're real. You're actual people. Yeah, we're real people. Yeah, Some like, of us are fucking insane. 
but you wore the latex gloves you looked at the passports and all that oh yeah I, I remember there was like for the longest time once you when you googled me like a picture or a google tsa like a picture of me with like pink gloves would like come up <laughs> no way. i didn't yeah. see that, I'm sure that, I that. out of here so yeah everyone's got to work their way through college somehow i mean damn yeah. so yeah, gotta make is... them dollar dollar bills Make how them many, to make it rain. If you if you could go back and and kind of look at your life, how many lives do you think you've lived? <laughs> Damn. Oh my! Like in this one alone, like I don't know, I definitely do like look back and and feel and have this sense like that that was my life as well. Like like that bitch was not me. That that could not have been <laughs> that <me>. bitch. <laughs> like that bitch right there. Like no way. That's insane. Oh man, like probably like twelve. I have no like. I don't run us know. through them. What's yeah. the, run us through them. What was the first I, one? I definitely still feel like I'm a little boy, like a fat kid eating cake, like on a bench somewhere <laughs> like that. <laughs> That's definitely stayed with me the longest. Um, Damn. Yeah, I, I was like super shy growing up. Like I would not talk to literally anyone that I did not know for the longest time. Stranger danger. Uh, yeah, I was stranger danger all the way. Like I had all of like two friends all the way up into like elementary school or so. Like, cause I would, I would get bullied a lot too. Once I like went from like one school to another. So it's just like that put on this other layer of just like not really trusting the people that I was around. Oh. And yeah, it was just like, it added on to like more insecurities and everything. So I like even became like more of a shut in. Um, and then like, I guess I started getting into music, but I never felt comfortable performing. Like I would try to go to auditions and as soon as they would call my name, I would literally just like run away. <laughs> no way you oh, choke. Wow. Yeah, I would totally choke. Like I would practice for like days and days and days. Like I would even get my dad to like help me because my dad did like dinner theater. Um, so he was like very well versed in that community. And I just could not bring myself to getting up on stage. I even had like a birthday party at like one of the places where my dad would perform at and I still could like not for the life of me step a toe on stage i was just like nope i get it everybody's here for me but i'm not gonna fucking do it <laughs> your, dad, your dad did dinner theater that's cool yeah yeah no it was it was well, interesting in the blood yeah it's in the blood okay <laughs> what life after that so after the little music girl yeah what a little music psa girl. college girl um no, i think there were some other things in there in between like i definitely like got into violin but i hated playing violin so that was weird i was the orchestra girl for a little while you're a uh, what orchestra, orchestra girl or are they said yeah. oyster girl am I? oyster girl i was an oyster girl that was me mighty <laughs> orchestra look yeah. at you so yeah, you were legit playing cello and stuff yeah it was really cool Okay, um, so how much are you really relying on the conductor when you're in an orchestra? I mean, me personally, not at all. <laughs> I've always wanted that. Personally, it's just a guy waving a stick. At I've me. always wondered that. <laughs> you your music. Maybe. It's like, I'm not going to fucking look at you. I'm going to look at this and I'm gonna listen to the people around me. <laughs> I don't give a shit what you're doing. Damn, but that's like a sacred <laughs> position up there. He's like, that is asking my eyes to do too many things right now. <laughs> Shattering the sacredness of the of the maestro. Of the maestro <laughs> oh, you're so ass. important. Oh, damn. But you've you have had all these lives. You're, you're a yogi, you're a stand-up comedian. Now, what's this about mentoring that you mentor fellow comedians? 
Yeah, like I've Tell worked one-on-one -on -one with like other comedians, not just comedians, like uh, musicians and other like performers and like mm. actors and stuff like that, just with like different techniques. And because it's like, I am so well-versed in these different fields, it's like creativity and that idea of like, redefining what your creative outlets are because I know it's like as a creative person it's so easy to get into that rut of just like I just am not motivated to literally do anything so I like to like kind of help people jump start out of that out of that zone wow, wow. look at yeah. you you're paying that shit forward and then yeah. I noticed too or we had talked about some of this you uh used your comedy too to raise awareness for yeah different things what what are some of your passions for that i'm definitely very passionate about mental health mental health awareness um just because of like struggling with depression for a large part of my life and it just being something that just really stunted a lot of areas of growth in my life <clears throat> it, i like to really bring like a grounded awareness and help people feel not so alone in these transitional periods that we go through. And I've also had like other experiences with friends who have, you know, taken their own life or oh, wow. like through very close family members who have been inside of like mental health institutions. And even myself this past year, like being like, like committed to like one as well. And it's just like, I have a very personal like experience with that world and with our understanding of people going through different mental health phases. Mm -hmm. So you tie depression into your comedy? Oh yeah, for sure. Really? <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Wow. Wow. Like I kind of poking fun out of it, at it in a light way or, or how would you describe yeah, it? Like definitely like poking like fun of it and just like our way that we deal with it in society and like all of the things that we really don't have like built around, like to help people with like mental health and everything and how it's like this very taboo topic to talk about. And how it only only seems acceptable to be around other people when you're in a joyous state, which I feel like is so counterproductive because it's like in other African societies, it's like when somebody else is depressed, they bring them out of that hut and then they surround them with like joy and love and laughter. They put them in a place of just knowing that you are not alone. And it's like, we have this tendency to self-isolate when we feel like shit because it's like, we don't feel like this version of ourselves is lovable or is worth loving. And I'm just like, that should never be the case. Never. You know, it's like we demonize these negative ideas in ourselves. And it just, I feel like it puts more of a block on our growth instead of being like, okay, this is just a natural part of my life. And it is so worth recognizing just like all of the other like beautiful, joyous parts. It's just as meaningful. Holy shit. Man, I want to I want to see you perform. I want to see <laughs> right. Wait, aha. so where do you go? What what where do you what club do you go to? Um, I go to like you? a bunch of different places. I mean, like I usually just perform in in New York mainly because that's like where my home base is. Now I'm here in D.C. and it's uh, you live, you're in D.C. for work right now. Well, I'm like in Maryland, so I'm like right outside of D.C., but this is where I'm from from. So I'm like back home with the parents. The pandemic definitely knocked me back uh -huh, to being uh -huh. back home and just really trying to build everything back up and just, sure. swim. yeah. So from being in and out of like hospital for a while and just like, all right, maybe I just need some more grounding in my oh life. My <laughs> need to hit the reset button. Yeah. So I want to hear how you met this guy, our illustrious <laughs> Pharaoh, my illustrious co-host. So real quick, 
Farrow here went out to New York to be in a really cool Shakespeare series, like a TV series. Bedlam. Sh- shot series. a few shows. And that's how you two met. Tell me about this. And that was a fucking crazy thing for john got covid in the midst of it and had to quarantine uh, foster took care of me yeah. <laughs> so, not, she talk about reaching out boy. she knew i was quarantined in the hotel room Sledger. and this is election you know not night but days week election yeah. days and uh she'd come knock on the door how you doing man <laughs> <laughs> Slide you with some pail of uh, water yeah, and bread. Come visit, hang out. Come so visit, you know you're missing you really a shower. <laughs> Would you hang out with him in quarantine? Yeah, you know. Oh, shit. <laughs> we we distanced. We had the social. Yeah, oh, my God. Social you could have killed her. Hangout, okay, you know? so tell me how you met. How you know, how did this all happen? This is awesome, because yeah. this is how you're able to be here. So yeah, how did <laughs> how did it go down? Um, well, yeah, I, I landed this really weird job on the set that kind of turned into like three different jobs while I was there. It was a, a very interestingly uh, run production by this company. It was like their first time doing a like to film kind of a thing from being a stage mainly a company, a theater company, yeah. and now they're filming something. Yes, there we go. Yeah. Those are the words. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll say it for you. <laughs> I, I know what you he meant. He does that for me all the time. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you were truncating all of that babble that I just said. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, talk about. I mean, three different <clears throat> jobs. I mean, what were your jobs? What were your roles? Uh, let's see. I was like the AD for like a half of the day, so and assistant was, director. Yeah, yeah, and then I was um, God, what was I after that? I was like helping out in the art department. I was doing like production coordinating. Uh, I was doing like PA stuff too. They brought her in to do uh, some background acting. Yeah, I was doing like some background scenes. I had this like nice little sultry, like sex scene when I was on a bed. Wait, wait, tell me about this scene. Go on. It was like, I. They cleared everybody this. off the floor. They said only those that are necessary. <laughs> Tell me slow and omit no detail. What, what happened? <laughs> like I was not prepared for this scene at all. I was like not told in advance that this was going to happen or anything really. I was just like, oh, we need more background in this scene. <laughs> it was like, what? all right. It's like, what kind of what scene? What happened in the scene? Was it a Caligula well, it, orgy or something? Yeah, yeah, it was like yeah, a kind basically. of like orgy-like scene. Like, that's what it was. It's supposed to be like the night after we just had this huge orgy. So there's like four of us in this bed. All <laughs> it was Edgar. Like Edgar, Edgar um, yeah. from King Lear, that character. Yeah. Yeah. It was the his. bastard. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I like don't, Not like Edmund, I stopped but, wearing oh, like oh, bras Edgar, and yeah. underwear like a long time ago. <laughs> because it's just like i just don't believe in that shit so i ended up having to wear like trash bags i had to like That's make right. myself like a trash bag dress well wait, wait, wait. Right. you don't believe it wait 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 we're gonna go back and say you, you don't believe in underwear you don't wear underwear well like i don't believe in bras because it just it it hurts like they sure. literally would give me like headaches and like oh, like pain, like just really really painful so you headaches. go commando yeah yeah well, not sometimes but yeah, I'm out there, Jerry, and I'm loving every minute of it. Yeah, I like to feel the earth on my skin. <laughs> Fuck yeah, rub some dirt on it. Yeah, it. rub some yeah, dirt buddy. on it. Get the Very Palo nasty. Santo on it. Oh yeah, because what they had you do the club scene, right? You did the yeah. club scene. Yeah, and then they were like, we need people from the club scene. Foster, <laughs> you're in. Put the trash bag on. Foster, you're up, kid. How are you with orgies? I love 
Let's get up. Well, yeah. and then you went from that to being the production manager, right? Or no? What yeah. Were, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, because once um um uh, her name is escaping me right now. Yeah, me too. Actually. You yeah. were Jacqueline of all trades, yeah. though. You're all over the place. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was taking care of terrible uh, everyone. Oh. I was like the stage mom. So she was the so stage mom. mom right. Yeah. So this guy, this fucking guy here, he gets COVID yeah. and he has to like hole up in some upstate New York uh, hotel surrounded room. By skunks. Yeah, the place was like bananas. Yeah, I was surrounded by something? skunks. Surrounded <laughs> I've never seen skunks. so many skunks in my entire life. Right. It was yeah. the weirdest thing. Really? Like I thought it was yeah. a kitty cat when I first saw it. So I, I, I got really close to it. And I was like, oh, come here, little oh, kitty God. cat. And you I turned sprayed. around. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it was, this, it was this long stay hotel. You know, they all had kitchens or kitchenettes. Right. And uh, what was it called? The Skunk Inn? Was there a picture of the skunk on the sign? Everyone had their own like little bungalow. Yeah. Oh, shit. Wow. Oh yeah, it was. I mean, it wasn't bad for yeah. staying there for a couple of weeks. At least we had kitchens and yeah, that was nice stuff. But yeah, it was at night. There would be twenty skunks around the property. <laughs> and one night, I was walking down, and I'm walking down the middle of all the buildings, and all of a sudden, me and the skunk lock eyes. You, <laughs> you had a moment. <laughs> I'm all love lifts us up where we belong. yeah i thought he was gonna start bounding towards me like that like peppy Le Pew. and you were like oh <laughs> another way you're like the cat that he thinks he's yeah. a skunk but somehow a white stripe was like you sat on a white you know a wet paint bench and there's went, a white stripe I on your back and he screaming. thinks you're a skunk screaming the other direction but yeah we and then black eyes and then uh, Foster and I, there was a, there was a uh, deer head in one of the scenes. So Foster and I had to doctor this bad boy up so somebody could put it on their head. <laughs> yeah, we're just so here, we're, like with knives, kind of like trying to carve out. The kind of do the mount. We had to, we had to, yeah, we had to basically undoctor this uh, mounted deer head. You know, taxidermy is a sacred profession, and uh, I can't we, believe you. We did this. totally. Oh yeah, no, we learned that day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, these guys go through a lot to build this thing. Wear <laughs> a deer head. Well, what happened with the skunk? You lock eyes. Then what happened? Oh, we locked eyes. I went the other way <laughs> you didn't get a number nothing no nothing <laughs> i was like you're busy oh, eating garbage man, this you gonna, gonna, gonna go on the craigslist have you ever heard skunks fucking you know what that sounds like i like, have ah! no idea right you're close <laughs> you're close so i used to you know up in park city right under my window at night i would hear this repetitive sound it was just like mm, mm, mm. <laughs> i'm like the fuck and I finally go, I go up to the window, I look down, and this fucking male skunk is drilling this female skunk. He's mounted up, he's got her bent over, he's just like giving it to her. And it was like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. Uh, yeah, dude. Skunks they're oh amorous my creatures. God, man. Speaking of like creatures having sex, like I just yeah, recently got a dog and like like he we have this fuck buddy for him because like he's a dog and he needs to do that thing. But like I swear nice. to God, he like fucked this thing so hard one time. What is, like, it? what is it? It's it's like it looks like another dog. It's usually meant for just like as like a companion for them to sleep a with. Companion. It's, it's like a companion. <laughs> so like it has like a little, it has like, a little like, like like heartbeat inside of it that just like vibrates so that it actually feels like he wants like to feel alive. it's alive to fuck it. So you get the dog an escort. You pay for an escort. Just say a canine yeah. escort. <laughs> All right, so he's fucking the escort. Then what happens? 
and he's just like just really going on. he's like panting like yeah. his tongue is out he is like going <laughs> the, like the fucking nines like i've never seen him fuck something this long this hard this vigorously before like i swear to god i thought Frustrated. they were gonna have to like call like uh like an animal hospital <laughs> to separate them came out <laughs> like like the whole thing though like like i know about the lipstick but it was like the whole tube and like the balls too i was like Wait, i was what? not expecting Wait, like the, the balls, balls were, to come out yeah the balls were out of the, the balls were out the furry sheet this can't be normal. No, this wait. Good because like dogs have like you know the furry sheath, the cock sheath. Yeah, it, it comes. The balls came out of the, the balls sheath. came out of the oh, sheath. Wow. They were that out there. Sounds, with wait, and I was were you like, seeing? Were you seeing like actual testicles dangling there? Like 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 anatomy? Like big giant giant like swollen nodules. This were they covered in fur? Or were they like no, out? no, they were not covered in fur. It was just it was red and raw. Oh I was like shit. I don't thing. think I, I, I just keep picturing the thing. I don't you know, think that should be happening, dude. Yeah, that, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, that's... we definitely had to like take a picture of it and like send it to like our friend just to like verify. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> so, like, now there's no definitely like dog but... porn on my mom's phone. <laughs> oh jesus so was he okay my god yeah i mean it eventually like went down i guess that's like just something that chihuahuas do i don't know chihuahua. Chihuahua. But the whole, like, i had no idea all the sense in the world now it's a chihuahua i had no idea chihuahuas are <laughs> so okay. were so virile and macho oh they're aggressive i know they're aggressive i didn't know they're so virile yeah wow. oh, no. holy shit yeah they wow. they fucks <laughs> well, you know, I could talk about, you know, Chihuahua fucking all day, but I want to hear what is your advice to would be stand up comics? Anyone out there wanting to hone their craft or maybe terrified? They don't have the dash. They don't have the sand to go up there and actually do it. What's your advice to them? How do you build them up? like just like a Nike, like, like slogan, just fucking do it. Like literally like just go to the mic, watch other people perform and just like, know that like you can do that too. You know, it's like, find your story and just put it fucking out there, whether or not it's funny, like you'll make it funny along the way. You'll find the humor in your own journey because it's there. It's like, you can't live a human life without finding something ridiculous ridiculously like hilarious about it that's just like to the point where it's just like laughable of ridiculousness but you can find that in who you are and you don't have to like look so far outside of yourself to find it just like share your pit of your bit of you with like other people well that was fucking perfect yeah i think so (laughs) find your story find your story well I there, I don't think I can take any more folk charisma. I, I, <laughs> I, I think we should wrap this up because like holy you guys shit. are amazing. Thank you so much for having me on here. This is like a oh super fucking blast. We laughed together. We cried together. Everything uh, we want. We ran the gamut. Everything yeah. we want. Tell us your Instagram. Oh yeah, my Instagram is Foster Comedy. Check me out. I'm on a cleanse website. right now. Yep. I'm on a social cleanse, but I'll be coming back soon. You got a website? Yeah. Oh, yeah, do I? Yes, I do. It's fostercomedy.com. <laughs> I, just, I just repaid for the domain. So. And what state uh, was your college in? <laughs> That's the final what? question. <laughs> Trivia. <laughs> Trivia on you. I love all. Oh, my God. Thank you. 
Thank yeah, you for chilling you so with much, us. Foster. Thank you so much. I appreciate much. I appreciate your story. Go build a shrine. Go build some Palo Santo. You know, build a burn Palo Santo, and I want to see you twirl up that thing. Yeah. I, 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 I know like that as soon as video. you as soon as we like they log off here, she's gonna just fucking wrap both her legs up that thing and do like an inverted <laughs> backflip, climb it like. I know <laughs> <she is. laughs> yeah, to, to music, break it down, break it down. There. All right, you're gonna go all the way, kid. I know because I've been in this business a long time. You're gonna make it. It's Thanks, gonna be great. Man. This is gonna be a great interview. We're gonna put it out, and everyone's gonna love to hear it. And we're gonna look to see you yeah. on the stage. Love you, guys. Love you Foster. Can't it wait to meet so you. Good to see you. We'll meet you someday. Yeah. All right. So good I to go. see Later. you. Later. Take Bye. care. Peace. Bye.